So my guess is if you have clicked on this podcast that you may be wondering what all the hype is about CBD and where it all came from. It seems like it came out of nowhere a few years ago and kind of did, but not really. You probably know that marijuana users have known, at least on some level, for a really long time, all the things the rest of us are just now figuring out. Prohibition made cannabis a bit of an enigma because our generation has been pretty much removed from it. But in the 1990s, some scientists figured out some things that have busted open this world to us, and now we know why it works. Inside this episode, I'm going to explain to you what we now call the, wait for it, big word, endocannabinoid system, what that is, and how it works. Don't worry, it's not going to be over your head. I'm going to break it down and I'm going to teach you like you're five. All right, so I'm going to make it simple and help you get it. So stay tuned, we'll get right into it. What's up, my friend? Welcome to the CBD and You podcast. And yes, you means you, and I believe you are here for a reason. I'm Lori, a Christian, a wife, a mama, and a midwife. And to put a little icing on the cake, my husband and I own a hemp farm in Tennessee. Girlfriend, I see it in your eyes and I feel it in the messages you send me. You are tired of waking up every day exhausted with aches and pains that you really thought you were too young for. And with all the stress and anxiety of the day, you're over it. Are you starting to wonder if this is really all life is? I hear you and you are not alone. God did not design us to just survive. He designed us to thrive. So if you're ready to embrace this beautiful life God has given you by discovering some of His best gifts for His children, rewarm that coffee you forgot about in the microwave, and let's take a minute to pour back into you with a quick chat and some me time. Let's go. Welcome back. I want to start real quick again today with a review from Apple Podcasts. I thank you all who have gone and left me a review. It helps me so much more than you realize. So I just want to read you one of these reviews. And then I would like for you, when you're done listening today, to go leave me a review as well. This one just says, professional all the way. So thorough with explanations of how your product works in the process in making it. Thank you so much for that review. I don't want to scare you though. Just because I am thorough and I'm professional doesn't mean that this topic today is going to be so thorough and so overly professional that you're not going to be able to understand it. So just hang in there with me. You're going to see what I'm talking about very soon. But just go ahead and make yourself a quick note when this episode is over to please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick written review. It only takes maybe 30 seconds or so and it will help me so, so, so much. Okay, and maybe you will have your review read in the next episode. You just never know. All right, so today we're talking about this big old word, endocannabinoid system. I've told you in past episodes I was going to try to explain it to you, and so here I am for that today, and I'm going to teach you like you're five. You know, that's that that little phrase you hear everywhere, teach me like I'm five. Well, this, this system can seem intimidating. These words can seem intimidating. So I'm going to pr- try to break it down to you in a way that's not so intim- intimidating. You're probably wondering, where did CBD come from? I was wondering that before we got into this business. It's like, what is CBD? I hear it everywhere. What is this all about? Why is it so popular? Does it even work? Is it just snake oil? How does it work? So the best way to really understand this is kind of to dive into the history and don't get scared. We're not talking about history class, like back from school where you fall asleep and 
you have to struggle through the test next week. It's not like that. I'm going to just kind of explain to you how we got to the point that we don't know, most of us, what CBD is or what cannabinoids are and all that stuff, and then kind of how it's come full circle so that we can use it. Used to, only people that knew anything about it were the, quote, potheads, right? Because they were still getting it, but they didn't realize they were getting it, maybe. They just knew they were getting the high, but they did know they were also getting other benefits. Maybe they were able to sleep really well. Maybe they were able to calm down and be very chilled out. And they associated that with the high. But turns out there's actually other things that help that as well. So let's dive into this. A long time ago, when I say a long time ago, I'm talking thousands and thousands of years. A long time ago, people knew it was good. Hemp was actually one of the first plants that was spun into fiber and hemp is the plant that the cannabinoids the good stuff on the plant comes from that we use in CBD oil. One of the first historical sites in Taiwan dating back 10,000 years had evidence that they had been using it then. The Chinese used it as far back as 6,000 BC. We can trace the medicinal use of CBD back 4 to 4,000 BC for anesthetic properties which anesthetic properties just means it kind of blunts pain okay. Think of having surgery. Anesthesia is what makes you not feel the pain from the surgery. In 1000 BC, we have evidence that it was used in India in the Middle East for things like anxiety. Fast forward to 200 BC, we have evidence that China, Greece, and Russia were using it to make ropes. And there was evidence they were even using it to make paper. And this is skipping up in the timeline a little bit, but... Did you know that the first drafts of the Declaration of Independence were actually written on hemp paper? Add that to your little bank of trivia. (laughs) So then it spread to the Greeks and the Romans. We have written evidence from Pliny the Elder, a Greek physician named Galen, Herodotus, all of them and many others wrote about hemp. The Vikings and the Germanic people were known to have used it for a pain reliever for, wait for it, childbirth says the midwife, (laughs) and toothaches. It was so good that in 1533, King Henry VIII fined farmers who wouldn't grow it for industrial use. That's how much they needed it grown. We have evidence that it was in New England in the 1700s. In the 1800s, it was a common crop on plantations, especially in California and New York. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson were both proponents of its use. It was vital in World War II to make uniforms and rope, and over time, people started to use it for medicinal purposes in the U.S. But then an anti-drug campaign came along and labeled it illegal. In 1931, 29 states outlawed marijuana, fueled by the perception from the media about immigrants who were bringing it in and using it recreationally. The Marijuana Tax Act in America of 1937 penalized anyone who used, excuse me, who bought it or sold it. And then in in the 1950s, stricter federal laws came along. So this wonderful plant went from hero that could do all the things to a villain in what seemed like no time compared to all of the history we had for using it. So with all that negativity for the last almost 100 years, it's really hard for a lot of people to believe that CBD is good and it's not just for getting high. They tend to combine its effects with its cousin, uh, marijuana, which will get you high and does have those effects. But CBD actually doesn't have that. And we're going to talk about that more and why. 
Thankfully, in 2013, a documentary by Sanjay Gupta actually brought a lot of attention to CBD as a good thing. He was talking more about medical marijuana, but the nice thing about CBD is most of the benefits you can get from medical marijuana, you can get from using a good quality CBD oil without that psychoactive effect. And we're going to talk about why that is. Then thankfully, again, in 2018, a federal farm bill came through that moved CBD off of the scheduled substances list and it made it legal federally. Now, most states do allow you to use it legally. There are some that still do not. And so you're going to have to do some research about your state to make sure that you're legally able to use it. All right. So let's dive in. Let's look at three things that are going to help you to understand what this system is. All right, so the endocannabinoid system, ECS. It's a big word that refers to the parts of this system that have been in our bodies all along that have functioned on their own, but possibly not at their optimum. Okay, we're going to dig into why that is. The ECS is made up of three different parts. One is the receptors. Think of that as like you got a plug and in your hand that goes to an appliance. And then you have the hole in the wall. When you put that plug into the hole in the wall, the hole in the wall is the receptor. The cannabinoid is that plug. You're plugging it in. You're making it work. Okay, so you've got the receptors. You have the cannabinoids, which are those substances that make it work. And then you have enzymes that break them down. Okay, so receptors cannabinoids, enzymes. These three things work together to help your body maintain another big word called homeostasis. That word just basically means balance, keeping things as they should be. Your temperature, your blood pressure, your bodily fluids, your mood, your sleep, all of those things are kept in a balance called homeostasis with the help of this system, the ECS. The neat thing about the ECS is that there is evidence that it seems to kick in and work when something else knocks your body out of homeostasis, like some kind of a stressor, some kind of a trauma. Something comes along out of the ordinary, you're all out of kilter, and the ECS kicks in and does its work to get you back to normal. How does it do that? Well, first of all, this ECS actually makes its own cannabinoids. So we talk about the cannabinoids, that's these molecules that work hand in hand with the receptors of the ECS. Your body actually makes its own cannabinoids. Now, what you buy in CBD oil are called phyto cannabinoids. Phyto means plant. Cannabinoid is, again, the cannabinoids we're talking about, the molecules that give you these benefits. But the ECS makes its own endocannabinoids, cannabinoids that are inside of your body made by you. They come from within you. They don't come from the outside, okay? It's believed that the ECS can make up to 100 cannabinoids, and we haven't discovered them all. CBD is one of them. CBD just stands for cannabidiol. How CBD works, they're not exactly sure, but they believe that maybe it blocks the reuptake of the endocannabinoids, and that just, that's a fancy word for taking it back up. Maybe it activates the receptors to make them work better. It may increase the activity of serotonin receptors. 
it may block enzyme breakdown. It's not fully understood, but what we do know is that it does work and we're still, scientists are still studying how exactly this works. Another cannabinoid is the famous THC, which stands for tetrahydrocannabinol. It is a big word also, but that's the cannabinoid that works with your body to pre- produce that psychoactive effect. And a little bit later, I'm going to talk about why that one does it and the other ones don't. So CBD and THC are probably the most famous cannabinoids, but there's also others. There's CBG, which is cannabigerol. It's not psychoactive also. It, and it's believed that maybe it stimulates the stem cell effect for lack of a better term. Basically, it helps you to make more cannabinoids. It has an anti-anxiety effect, muscle relaxing effect, and anti-inflammatory effect. So it's believed this this cannabinoid, I keep getting my words all mixed up, y'all. You'll have to forgive me, but this cannabinoid is one of the main ones that helps with that inflammation piece. There's also CBC, cannabichromine. It's also not psychoactive. And it's believed to be better than CBD for anxiety. It lasts longer. It has an anti-inflammatory effect as well. Also antibacterial and antifungal effect. Okay. The problem with maybe turning to it for your anxiety problems rather than CBD is that it occurs in such a very, very small amount that it's hard to get that much to add into your system. Um, Thankfully, though... Our CBD does have detectable levels of CBC. So that's one little plus for us. Our third-party testing has showed that we do have detectable levels of that. And detectable levels just mean it's enough for their test to pick up. It doesn't mean that they're not present if you don't have that number there when you get the testing done. It's just that it's such a small amount that it's very hard for the testing to pick up. It's just not sensitive enough. Uh, One other nice thing about the CBC is that one university study showed that it actually can can contribute to brain growth, so make you smarter. All right, another one is called CBN, and it is also not psychoactive, but it has a sedative effect, so it's thought that this may be the main one that helps with sleep. And the last one I'm going to talk about is THCV, tetrahydrocannabivarin. Say that 10 times fast. (laughs) It is psychoactive like THC, but as opposed to THC, it suppresses appetite. You've heard of how THC causes people to have the munchies. This one is the opposite of that. So it's thought to balance that effect. And so you get that when you use a full spectrum product, which we'll talk about in a future episode as well, which means that all of the cannabinoids are there. So they balance each other out. Okay, that's why the CBD oil won't necessarily give you the munchies like using marijuana would. It's also believed that THCV reduces tremors in things like Parkinson's. Okay, all right, so we talked about endocannabinoid, meaning that it comes from the body. We've talked about phytocannabinoids. That means you get them from plants. The receptors throughout our bodies react with those two types of cannabinoids. And they're activated by different changes in the body, different insults, different things that are going on, okay? The receptors are everywhere, from our brains all the way down to our toes, they're everywhere. In the brain, they're in our hippocampus, that's the area of your brain that you use for learning. They're in our amygdala, 
That's the area of your brain that regulates your emotions. They're in our cerebellum. That's what controls our motor function. Receptors, they hang out on the surfaces of cells, okay? So the cells in the different places where the receptors are, they have these receptors on their surfaces. This, there's two main receptors that our systems use the most, and then there's others that are also used, but I'm going to talk about the two main ones the most. CB1. CB1 is in our brain in our central nervous system, and there are 10 times more in our brain than anywhere else of these CB1 receptors. They're also in our lungs, our vascular system, our muscles, our GI tract, our reproductive organs, our liver, our bone marrow, and our pancreas, among other places, okay? But there's also CB2 receptors. These are in our peripheral nervous system. So peripheral, think about your peripheral vision over on the side. Our peripheral nervous system is not in the center, it's in the outside. So out in your fingers, out in your arms and your legs and your feet. Your, all of your nervous system that goes to these different places, okay? That's where the CB2 receptors are mainly located. In places like your spleen, your bones, your skin, your liver, also in your bone marrow and pancreas for those, all right? And guess where else CB2 receptors are? Your immune system. Yep, yep, you heard me right, in your immune system. And there is thought that taking CBD oil can help boost your immune system. There are other receptors that all have big letter names that are more specific to different specific needs of the ECS. One is called 5-HT1A. And I said I was going to teach you like your five, but I do at least need to tell you what these fancy names are just so you know kind of what I'm talking about. That particular one helps with appetite regulation, sleep, pain, and mood. TRPV1 helps balance for helps with balance for pain and inflammation. GPR55 regulates blood pressure and maintains bone density. It's located in the cerebellum and in osteoblasts, which are the cells that make new bone. That's how the, it, it can help with the bone density. GABA A is in the c- central nervous system. And it helps with anxiety and it protects against convulsions. So that's where you get the protection for things like epilepsy that you may have heard about CBD helping with. Scientists are still learning more. There's thought that diabetes, high blood pressure, liver disease, migraines, inflammatory bowel system, I mean, excuse me, inflammatory bowel syndrome um, could all come from the ECS not working right. And so if you correct those issues, it's possible that those diseases could improve. CBD, as I mentioned, does help prevent seizures. That's proven, and there's even an FDA-approved drug for that. It's also believed there may be some neuroprotective elements to CBD. So what that means is it could help prevent things like Alzheimer's, MS, Parkinson's, dementia, those kind of things. We know that CBD helps a lot with pain. We've talked about that. The other neat thing about it is it can actually help you prevent getting addicted to things. Some people are concerned that CBD is addictive. It's not. And not only is it not addictive, but it can, like if you take it with things like opioids, if you're having to take opioids for some reason, combining that with CBD can help prevent those bad side effects and that addiction. It can also help reduce inflammation, as we've talked about a lot, and balance your mood. 
one of the most exciting things being studied is whether CBD might actually help slow the progression of cancer. There is evidence in animals that it has slowed tumor growth and prevented its spread. So that's pretty exciting stuff. So scientists are digging in to figure out all the different things that CBD might impact in our bodies and how it could actually help us to heal and be more balanced. So now let's quickly look at how best to put this system to work for us. So our bodies have this system in it. They've had them whether you knew it or not. They've had it whether you've been using it or not, whether you've been taking CBD on top of your endocannabinoids. The system is there. So how can you make it work the best? Part of the reason why we have some of the imbalances that we have is because these systems have been out of whack. Remember me telling you that the system is used to restore balance after we have various insults? Well, our world puts all kinds of insults on us now from nutritional to just so much stress. And so these, when our ECS is out of balance, out of kilter, it can't help us the way it's designed to do. Okay. Phytocannabinoids, which are what you get when you take CBD oil, stimulate the receptors in your ECS to make more of its own cannabinoids. So it's kind of cool how you get the extra cannabinoids from the bottle, but then it also helps your body to make its own cannabinoids more efficiently. One of the things you really need to focus on to make this system work best for you is having balanced nutrition, a balanced diet that's rich in healthy fatty acids because those fatty acids are what your body uses to produce its own endocannabinoids. You need to focus on getting omega-3 fatty acids as much as you can. We also need omega-6s for this production, but in our culture, our omega-6s are usually through the roof because processed foods and, and the junk we tend to eat in this culture are full of them, but there's not as many omega-3s. So focus on getting the omega-3s through things like cold water, high-fat fish like salmon, avocados, and green leafy vegetables. Probiotics from food also can increase the response of the CBD receptors in the gut. And if you want to learn more about how to get more balanced gut health. I actually talked about that in detail in episode seven. So make sure you go back and listen to that one. Things like exercise can increase the function of the ECS. You've ever heard of that runner's high? There's thought that that's actually connected to the cannabinoid effect of the ECS when you exercise and do things like running, swimming, biking, those type of repetitive impact sports. Sleep and stress management can help the ECS work better. If you don't get enough sleep, and your obviously your stress increases anyway, um, and all those things can lead to a lower ECS function. So it seems like a an unwinnable situation because you might be listening to this podcast because you're not getting the sleep and you are stressed out. So that's one place that a adding the phytocannabinoids through taking a CBD oil is going to help you because obviously you take the CBD oil, it increases your sleep, you're able to manage stress better, then your ECS functions better, which leads to better sleep and better stress management, and it all just rolls into each other to create a better functioning system. Another aspect of the ECS that you probably haven't thought about that can be improved when we utilize it is spiritual activities. 
as Christians, we read in the scriptures where prayer we know can bring peace to us, right? But think about this. It, it's thought that it brings a relaxation trigger in our bodies that help to maintain this ECS balance, which leads to less stress. So not only did God tell us to do this for our good and staying connected to Him, He knew that it also worked with systems He put in us to make us work better and to make us have that balance that He wants us to have. How cool is that, guys? I loved that point when I learned about that. And lastly, this is another one that kind of ties in with the spiritual activities when it comes to assembling with other like-minded people. The last one, socialization. And we really took a hit on that in the last few years, as I'm sure you noticed. But socializing with your friends and your family increases your oxytocin, which is the hormone that your body produces and releases in connection with loving, affectionate feelings. It's also the one that causes your baby to come out when you're in labor. It brings your baby to you. And then it causes you to fall in love with your baby after you give birth. That hormone is present all the time. It's the hormone of love. And when we have this socialization, it helps to decrease our stress and our depression and all those bad things by increasing those good feelings. And it leads to a more properly functioning ECS. Guys, I mean, it just top to bottom makes sense that this thing works. It top to bottom makes sense that we should be using it. You may feel like you're a little bit off of balance. You may feel like that your ECS has gone to sleep and ain't doing nothing for you. And if that's you, or if you are feeling fairly balanced, but you could just use a little help with things like maybe some pains you're having, or maybe stress that you're having trouble managing, maybe you're not getting the sleep you need, Then taking the phytocannabinoids, the plant-based cannabinoids that come in our CBD oil is a great option to stimulate this, this system into doing what God put it there to do. And I want you to be able to try this at a discount because you guys are here and learning and I know you want to give it a try. Thankfully for you, we do still have a few of the bottles on sale that you can go snatch up as one of my podcast listeners if you just go to bit.ly slash CBD and you show it's going to take you to our store and it's going to give you 20% off of anything you want out of the store if for some reason that promo code doesn't automatically fill in like it should you just put in CBD and you at checkout and it's going to give you that 20% I definitely recommend you start out with a CBD oil but if you have questions or you don't know where to start please shoot me an email I'll be happy to help you it's info at alararidgefarm.com. That's A-L-A-R-A. That's the Alara part. And I'll be glad to help you out to figure out your dosing, to figure out where to start, which one to try, all those things. That's what I'm here for. I want to help you get the healing and balance from this system that God put inside of you. I want you to use it. He gave it to you to use. Don't let it sit there under functioning. Use it help to optimize it by using our CBD, and you are going to be well on your way to a more balanced, healthy life. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I know this episode was a little bit longer than usual. I hope you hung in there with me to the end. Usually my episodes are fairly short just because I know you don't have a lot of time on your hands just to be sitting around and listening, but this one just had so much information that I wanted to get in there for you. So hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned a lot. If you did, if you would share this with your friends, send it to a girlfriend, share it on your Facebook page, any of those things would help me. I would just 
I, I, I have a passion for this, <laughs> to share with people, to teach other women about all the wonders of CBD so that we can all be functioning on all cylinders, so that we can give our best to our families, to our husbands, to our kids, so that we aren't so stressed and so overloaded, but rather we are functioning in the beauty of God's design. I can't wait to see you back here again next week. Whoa, wait, stop. I need your help before you take off. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, or if you learned something, could you take one minute and leave me a written review over on Apple Podcasts? That's the absolute best way you can thank me. I love hearing how what I've learned on my journey has helped you on yours. Remember that the word says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. CBD is one of them, but there are so many more. Cling to him and you will never go wrong. Thanks for listening and I'll see you back here in a few days.